Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, breaking news. A jury finds the three men accused of chasing down and killing Ahmad Arbery guilty of murder. Guilty, guilty, guilty. After less than 12 hours of deliberations, a father and son and their neighbor now facing a minimum sentence of life in prison. The emotional day in Brunswick, Georgia. Outside the courthouse, the victim's family and a crowd of supporters celebrated the verdict, calling it justice for Ahmad Arbery. Tonight, President Biden weighs in. Millions of Thanksgiving travelers hit the roads, airports, and railways at pre-pandemic levels. But rain and snow threatened to make the trip back home treacherous. The new forecast just coming in. Plus, Dr. Fauci on what you need to know to stay healthy and safe. You get vaccinated and you get boosted. Tragedy at sea. Dozens of migrants are killed when their boat capsizes in the English Channel. We'll have the latest. In a first-of-its-kind mission, NASA launches a spacecraft directly towards an asteroid, hoping to change its course. NFL players step up. How pro football athletes from Wisconsin are helping the families of the deadly Christmas parade tragedy. And home for the holidays. How a program at one animal shelter is giving pets a second chance at a forever home. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. I'm Margaret Brennan, in for Nora. Three white men were found guilty of murder for chasing down and fatally shooting a 25-year-old black man named Ahmad Arbery in February 2020. Those men may now spend the rest of their lives in prison. The triggerman, Travis McMichael, 
His father, Gregory McMichael, and their neighbor, William Roddy Bryan, claimed that they suspected Arbery of burglaries in their neighborhood and were attempting to make a citizen's arrest. But prosecutors argued the men had no evidence of Arbery committing any crimes and no right to pursue him. The killing prompted Georgia officials to repeal the state's citizen's arrest law, and the case garnered national attention. It drew civil rights leaders to Brunswick, Georgia. Today, President Biden said in part, quote, the verdict ensures that those who committed this horrible crime will be punished. CBS's Omar Villafranca leads off our coverage at the courthouse. Good evening, Omar. Good evening. When we first talked to Ahmaud Arbery's mother, Wanda Cooper Jones, 17 months ago, there was not a lot of attention on this case, but she was pushing investigators to dig deeper. She wanted the men arrested, tried and convicted. Today, a year and a half later, because of her pressure, her prayers were answered. Count one, malice murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, Travis McMichael, guilty. An emotional reaction from Ahmaud Arbery's father to the first of 23 guilty verdicts for the three men who murdered his son. Arbery's mother, Wanda Cooper-Jones, wept in the back row as the verdict was read. To tell you the truth, I never saw this day back in 2020. I never thought this day would come. But God is good. The three men stood silent as their fates were read. They could spend the rest of their lives in prison. Their attorneys say they're disappointed but respect the jury's decision. We understand that they feel they have gotten justice today. We respect that. We honor that. Travis McMichael, the man who pulled the trigger, was found guilty on all charges. His father, Greg McMichael, was found guilty on all but one count of malice murder. And neighbor William Roddy Bryan, who recorded the fatal encounter on his cell phone, was found guilty on six counts, including felony murder. We would expect the judge to give uh, the most severe sentence to obviously Travis McMichael, and that would probably be a life sentence. The judge could go up to a life sentence for the felony murder on the other two, but they are all facing similar sentencing. Defense attorneys argued the defendants suspected Arbery was a burglar and were conducting a citizen's arrest and that Travis McMichael shot Arbery in self-defense. You are allowed to use force that is likely to cause death or serious bodily injury if you believe it's necessary. Jurors also heard from more than two dozen witnesses during the trial, including Travis McMichael, who said during cross-examination, Arbery did not threaten him. He hasn't pulled out a gun. That's correct. He hasn't said one word to you. He has not. He's not threatened you in any way, verbally or physically. No, ma'am. No knives. No knives. The jury of nine women and three men, all white except for one black man, came to their decision after more than 11 hours of deliberation. Outside the courthouse, a crowd chanted Ahmaud Arbery's name and celebrated the verdict and his family, who had been present almost every day in court. I wouldn't want to see no daddy watch the kid get left and shot down like that. For Wanda Cooper-Jones... The verdict is a validation of her son's life. You know him as Ahmad. I know him as Quez. Yes. He will now rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. 
The judge has not set a date for sentencing. Because of this case, Georgia's citizen's arrest law was repealed and state hate crime laws were actually passed. As for the defendants, their legal journey is not over. They now face federal hate crime charges in a trial that'll start next year. Margaret. Omar Villafranca, thank you. We turn now to one of the busiest travel days of the year. More than 50 million Americans are expected to fly, drive, or take a train to their Thanksgiving destination. That is the highest number of estimated travelers since before the pandemic. We get more now from CBS's Errol Barnett. Good evening to you, Errol. Good evening, Margaret. Thankfully, flight cancellations and delays are low nationwide tonight thanks to ideal weather conditions. However, travel volume is tremendously high, both here on the ground and in the air, making it virtually impossible tonight to avoid the crowds. Tonight, America is on the move. Traveling back for Thanksgiving on the busiest day of the year. It's been a day of congested highways, crowded airports, and full train stations as millions make their way to Thanksgiving destinations. We left early to beat the traffic. It's just a parking garage at this point. Most are driving, with more than 48 million hitting the roads. And tonight, finding gas prices averaging $3.39 per gallon, the highest Thanksgiving holiday price in nine years. That's too much money. That's too much. The gas is high. With COVID lockdowns in the rearview mirror and the national vaccination rate nearing 60%, many feel confident about flying this Thanksgiving. We decided we're going to fly. We're we're triple vaxxed. The TSA reporting six straight days of more than 2 million flyers, a first since the pandemic began. Kelsey Shields, who hasn't seen some relatives in 20 months, told CBS News what she's looking forward to. Family time and being able to see them for like the first time since pandemic. But getting there hasn't been easy. Some flyers are contending with jammed airport parking lots. There's no parking. When you try to find up space, there isn't. Also, long security lines like this one in Pittsburgh. The FAA tonight also reporting more than 5,000 unruly incidents this year, though the rate is trending down. And a new holiday-themed ad just released to encourage travelers to be kind. Everyone around was acting with care, including the other travelers that happened to be there. And for those who don't, tonight the Department of Justice announced it will prioritize the prosecution of unruly passengers. Attorney General Merrick Garland saying that anyone who assaults, intimidates or threatens violence toward anyone on board an aircraft, Margaret, they threaten everyone on board. In case you need another reason to be kind. Thank you, Errol. Tonight, more than 40 military personnel are headed to Michigan to help overwhelmed hospitals treat a surge of COVID patients. And as Americans prepare to celebrate Thanksgiving, health officials are urging people to take precautions. Here's CBS's Nikki Batiste. It's not just turkeys Americans are on the hunt for tonight. There's also a rush for rapid COVID tests. Many of us are coming from all around the country, actually, so it was a way for us to keep each other safe. Over-the-counter rapid tests give results in 15 to 30 minutes. 
COVID cases are rising in 24 states compared to the prior week, and hospitalizations are up in 22. But with nearly two-thirds of eligible Americans fully vaccinated, this Thanksgiving looks better than last year's. Cases are down 46 percent, and there are fewer hospitalizations and deaths. The CDC still recommends delaying travel until you're fully vaccinated and wearing masks in public indoor settings in communities with high transmission. Right now, that's most of the country. Dr. Anthony Fauci says vaccinations are key for a safe holiday season. You surround yourself with vaccinated people and you get boosted. Do you test going into the gathering and on the way back out? What should people do? Well, it depends. My daughters are very careful because of my age. And that's the reason why I said we need to flood the system with testing. Given the recent surge in COVID cases, the CDC is predicting a spike in hospitalizations and deaths following Thanksgiving. And health officials are asking people to remain vigilant through the holidays. Margaret. Nikki Batiste, thank you. Snow and rain could make holiday travel treacherous for some. Let's get the forecast now from CBS's Lonnie Quinn, who is on New York City's Upper West Side, where balloons are being inflated for that big parade. Good evening, Lonnie. Good evening to you, Margaret. It seems like America kicks off their Thanksgiving holiday by watching the the parade. And there are the balloons. Uh, You see Baby Yoda behind me. It's going to be a great weather day for the parade. Now, let's talk about this weather picture because I've actually got some really good news right now across the entire country. Pretty quiet out there for the most part. It's quiet today, quiet for tomorrow as well. So for the Thanksgiving parade, here's how I see it. Temperature's about 46 degrees at the start of the parade, up to about 54 for an afternoon high. I don't see any big weather worries out there. For the balloons, it's all about the wind. Winds will not be an issue. So what could be an issue? What could complicate your drive home after your Thanksgiving dinner? Well, possibly some rain anywhere from Houston up into portions of Ohio. By Friday, that same rain is going to make its way to the East Coast. You'll deal with some wet weather. And then Sunday into Monday, it's not just wet weather. A clipper system drops in. Could be the first snowflakes for portions of the Northeast. That's the way we see it. Margaret, it's all yours. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Lonnie. We turn now to that migrant tragedy at sea. More than two dozen people drowned after a boat carrying them from France to Britain capsized in the English Channel. This evening, the leaders of both countries say they're going to do more to try to stop these dangerous crossings, which have soared this year. We get more now from Charlie Daggett. Calm but bitterly cold seas this morning tempted migrants to risk the treacherous journey from France to England. Families with small children packed onto overcrowded dinghies. But for dozens, it ended in tragedy, in the worst single loss of life for migrants on record in this narrow stretch of water. French officials, alerted by a fishing vessel reporting bodies in the water, said a boat with more than 30 people on board capsized. A joint French and British search and rescue mission was launched, but for many, it was too late. My thoughts and sympathies are, first of all, with the the victims and and their families. It's an appalling thing that they have suffered. But I also want to say that this disaster underscores how dangerous it is to cross the channel in this way. 
Despite that danger, more than 25,000 migrants have made the crossing this year, including more arriving in Britain today. France and Britain blame each other for not doing more to stop the flow. But tonight, both share blame in the tragic loss of life in one of the busiest shipping lanes in the world. Authorities on both sides of the channel have warned it was just a matter of time before a tragedy like this was going to happen. French officials say there are women and one little girl among the dead. Margaret. Tragic. Thank you, Charlie. Tonight, tributes are pouring in for Jackson Sparks, the youngest of six victims killed by a speeding car that tore through a Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin, on Sunday. The eight-year-old underwent brain surgery, but he died Tuesday. Jackson's 12-year-old brother, Tucker, was also injured but is expected to recover. At least four NFL players, including J.J. Watt, who was born in Waukesha, have offered to help pay the funeral costs of the victims. We turn now to what sounds like the premise of a sci-fi movie. NASA today, in a first-of-its-kind mission, launched a spacecraft named DART towards an asteroid, hoping to nudge it off of its course. CBS's Mark Strassman has the made-for-Hollywood details. We're coming in hot. Here's Hollywood's plan when an asteroid threatens Earth. You're going to remote detonate the bomb. Send Bruce Willis. But NASA calls Lindley Johnson. Well, I'm the real Bruce Willis. Johnson is NASA's real-life planetary defense officer, responsible for mapping thousands of near-Earth asteroids seen here in blue that could threaten Earth. So far, 10,000 seem big enough to cause a calamity if they were to hit our planet. In 2013, a small asteroid, roughly 60 feet across, exploded over Russia, injuring more than 1,600 people. If they were to impact, particularly in a populated area, uh, it would be a natural disaster on the order of uh, anything that we've ever dealt with. How vulnerable is the Earth to one of these objects? To a large object, there's you know, currently nothing uh, uh, to stop it. Lift off. NASA just launched Earth's first planetary defense mission, DART, the Double Asteroid Redirection Test. The spacecraft will target the moon of a harmless double asteroid nearly 7 million miles away. The DART spacecraft is going to come in at 15,000 miles per hour and hit it pretty much head on here. Slowing the asteroid's orbit by about 1% and push a hypothetical Earth-bound threat off target. Small nudge changes its position over time so that the Earth and the asteroid wouldn't be on a future collision course. Sleep easier knowing this. No sizable asteroid seems remotely menacing for more than a century. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Laurel, Maryland. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. 
A Broadway actor is facing criminal charges tonight for his part in the January 6th breach of the Capitol. Investigators say James Beeks is also affiliated with the far-right militia, the Oath Keepers. Beeks, who performs as a Michael Jackson impersonator, was wearing a Jackson Tord jacket during the siege, and that helped investigators identify him on video. Procter & Gamble issued a voluntary recall of some of its aerosol sprays and antiperspirants today because they contain a cancer-causing chemical. Several Old Spice and Secret sprays with expiration dates through September of 2023 are affected. Benzene, a carcinogen, has been detected in the sprays. Australia's Great Barrier Reef exploded in color and new life overnight. The corals fertilized billions of offspring in the reef's annual spawning event. The reef suffered significant damage in recent years, mostly from rising ocean temperatures. Scientists call it good news for the reef's recovery. Tonight, we have the story of some furry friends who are finding new homes for the holidays. Here's CBS's Ben Tracy. Andy and Jennifer Parsons didn't think their hearts could handle a new dog. They lost the one they've had for 13 years just last month. And we are definitely dog people, and we miss her, and we miss the presence of a dog. But they heard the Richmond Animal Shelter lets people foster a pet for two weeks during Thanksgiving. So we just thought it would be helpful to get a little bit of some dog back in the house and not really have to feel like we're committing right off the bat. It's a good test run. Yes. And then y'all can see if it works. Shelter director Christy Chips Peters tries to find a temporary home for these abandoned cats and dogs. I was thinking about how full our shelter was of all of these animals that just wanted to be loved and thinking about the people out there that may be alone for Thanksgiving that want the same thing. And so if we could connect the two, maybe it would be a really beautiful thing. She matched the Parsons up with a two-year-old pit bull named Squirmy. I love her so much. I'm so glad that she's with you. More than half the time, foster parents end up adopting. And that's exactly what the Parsons did. This seems like a pretty instant match. Love at first sight. It's almost like it was the perfect dog for us, 100%. And now they know their hearts still have plenty of room left to share. Ben Tracy, CBS News, Richmond, Virginia. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we go where the buffalo roam to show you how a Native American tribe is working to save these magnificent creatures. If you can't watch live, don't forget to set your DVR so that you can watch us later. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Margaret Brennan. We'll see you Sunday on Face the Nation. Until then, happy Thanksgiving. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.